Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We're your hosts, Ross Barber. And Marcia Novelli. And today on the show, we have singer-songwriter Paul Johnson from Silver Trees with us. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. How are you guys? We're, we're good. I'm good. Good, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> good. Awesome. And what we like to do, we like to kick our interviews off by asking you to tell us three things, that, uh, three things about yourself that everyone should know. Okay. Uh, three things about myself. I'd say first thing, so I live in Nashville, Tennessee, but I actually grew up on the border of uh, North Dakota and Minnesota. I'm actually from Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, the old, scary, slightly funny Fargo movie. But anyways, I'm from there. All the funny accents. Yeah. So uh, people are always, whenever I say, oh, I'm from North Dakota, people are always, oh, you're the first person I know from North Dakota. And it's, it's never a surprise because there's not many people. But uh, <laughs> number number one, number two, big uh, outdoors. I don't know if you guys can see my little ski poster thing over there. But um, yeah, I, I love, love going to... Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We're your hosts, Ross Barber and Marcia Novelli. And today on the show, we have singer-songwriter Paul Johnson from Silver Trees with us. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. How are you guys? We're we're good. I'm good. Good, good. We're good. Awesome. And what we like to do, we like to kick our interviews off by asking you to tell us three things that uh, three things about yourself that everyone should know. Okay. Uh, three things about myself. I'd say first thing, so I live in Nashville, Tennessee, but I actually grew up on the border of uh, North Dakota and Minnesota. I'm actually from Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, the old, scary, slightly funny Fargo movie. But anyways, I'm from there. That movie. All the funny accents. Yeah. So uh, people are always, whenever I say, oh, I'm from North Dakota, people are always, oh, you're the first person I know from North Dakota. And it's, it's never a surprise because there's not many people. But uh, <laughs> number number one, number two, big uh, outdoors. I don't know if you guys can see my little ski poster thing over there. But um, yeah, I, I love, love going. There's a place down here in Nashville called Radnor Lake. And I love uh, just being outside, uh, going on camping trips and that kind of thing. It's kind of a... Uh, I don't know, a grounding experience, spiritually grounding. Uh, I just like getting out, getting to the solitude. And um, number three, I'm a huge coffee junkie, which Nashville is a really good town to be a huge coffee junkie in oh, because really? there's some, there, yeah, there's a really, really, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of good coffee shops and uh, it's easy to, to become a coffee snob just by osmosis <laughs> in this town. So uh, it's a, it's a good spot. But yeah, I'd say, you know, those three are a good, intro to my life i'm usually outside drinking coffee or like talking to family from home so you know it's a those are those are the, the three pillars 
Awesome. Well, I, I love coffee too. So we're we're already you know a third of the way to being friends. I'm so a tea guy. beautiful. Nice. I do nice. the green tea thing. Nice. <laughs> I'd be too jittery with coffee. I don't know. You guys can. Do that. <laughs> I would love to see you drinking coffee I'd just once. <laughs> I'd love Do to a see five K in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, um, yeah. Obviously, I know you from Silver Trees. That's where I first heard of you. But you are also a songwriter for other musicians. You're a session musician. You've got solo project. Tell us about. Let, let's talk about your solo sure. project first. Sure. Well, I, I, that's how it kind of started was, um, I, I, after high school or, or sort of towards the later part of high school, I was just writing and, and doing um, music as a singer songwriter. And then that, uh, sort of continued into, uh, the next few years and early twenties. And that was kind of the first, the first thing that I, uh, really did seriously kind of as sort of a career attempt, uh, in music was to do, um, to do music as a singer songwriter and it was fun it was definitely a big learning experience the first record that i ever put out which i think is hidden away in some some dark corner of uh, of the earth uh, it's i you know self or, or we we had like a bunch of friends just that was in north dakota come in and, and do that and i was really kind of a, an experiment in recording and then went on and, and started working with a few more people and then eventually i i kind of took a break from doing um, singer songwriter stuff and things as a solo artist to work with a few other musicians in town and producers. Uh, and that's at that point, I was really more interested in playing on other people's records and writing for other people's stuff. I had a lot of fun doing the singer songwriter projects, but I was really, um, interested long-term in working with people doing collaborations and uh, and that's musically where i really felt the most fulfilled too is when i wasn't just self-producing i wasn't writing as as uh, paul j johnson and doing that kind of thing I, when i was um uh, working in, in sort of a greater entity uh, so i i really pursued that quite a bit more uh, a few years ago and that's how i got hooked into working with uh, one of the producers i've worked with quite a bit named chase coy and we, we did some co-writes and then eventually uh, he helped produce on some of the project that I was working on, just a few demos that I was putting together for some publishing stuff. And, uh, and then through him, I started writing for a few of his artists, some of the people that he was producing. And, uh, and then just being in town, I had friends that I would occasionally write for, or I would go play for, do live stuff or studio stuff. Um, so sort of slipped into that role of, of writer and, and uh, occasionally doing sessions work uh, for those guys and, and that was that was great but eventually Chase uh, kind of approached me with the idea of doing a artist project again uh, which is something I wasn't really actively pursuing but I always am writing so I always have this I always have kind of a list of songs that are just there. Uh, I don't really know what I'm going to do with them. They're just around because I'm always trying to keep the practice going. And uh, and he, he pretty much you know brought the idea. He's like, well, you have these songs, um, you know, you perform and, and all that. So why don't we just do a an artist project? And being that I'd already done the the work as a singer songwriter and done those projects. Um, I was I was interested in doing the project, but I didn't want to do it as a solo person. I didn't want it to be the Paul Johnson thing. Um, so that, so that's why we essentially created Silver Trees. And initially, it was Chase and I uh, just working in the studio on some of my songs, and then we would bring in some session players uh, to help us out in the studio, and we would fill out the production. But now 
we have a few more friends working with us uh, on a pretty consistent basis and trying to, to really grow that band out a bit more. And uh, our first release was about, I think it was November of 2013, so it wasn't too long ago. And that was the Paper Hearts EP. And then that that was sort of a somewhat of an experiment. We, we put it out and uh, and just to see you know what we could pull out of it. And we ended up being pretty encouraged by, by the response and some of the support. So followed that up with a single and then uh, most recently, just a few weeks ago, the latest thing that we did, uh, the EP Fighting the Rust. So we're, so it was essentially this, this kind of windy journey as a musician where I started as that singer. So sorry, I kind of diverted from your question as I was talking about the solo stuff. I went ahead and no, jump straight into Silver Tree. But, uh, but it was kind of a windy road where I started as a singer-songwriter. Uh, I, I, it was a learning experience. I got disinterested in working alone and, uh, and playing alone and started working with other people. And through that, found my way back into working as an artist, but this time as sort of a, a, an entity that has room for, for people and collaboration. So, um, so that's where saying that who knows what it's, what's going to do from here on out. But that's kind of where, where we got a little bit of traction. So that's where most of the energy and time has been going lately is in the Silver Trees. Very cool. So tell us a little bit more about your latest EP, Fighting uh, the Rust. Yeah, well, Fighting the Rust, uh, so it's our, our second studio EP. I would say it's, it's more, um, it's, it's a little bit more uh, produced, a little, a little more of a uh, Silver Tree sound, I would say. We, we kind of started to feel what, what our signature, um, sort of our sonic footprint it, footprint is, sorry. And, uh, and we started to really lay into those elements. Um, so basically I, I wrote the record in early 2014, really, uh, or the EP, and, uh, and continue to write while we started it. We actually started that record thinking we were just gonna release the, the single, House Home, as a single. And then uh, I, I had enough songs and had some on the way where we were able to, to go ahead and include those and sort of start developing them. And then it just sort of turned into an EP uh, throughout the process. So we were actually intending on releasing House Home as its own little thing, but then we thought, well, you know, we have, we have the music, um, why not do more of a full package thing? I think people enjoy that uh, a bit more too when they can get, you know, a hit of songs instead of just one that they either like or don't like, you know, get a bit, a bit more options. And it was fun for me too, because it continues to give me that outlet uh, where I always have these songs that I'm, I'm waiting for an opportunity for. And it's, it's nice to be able to, uh, to push those out and, and a record. So, um, so yes, uh, so anyway, so Finding the Rust came out uh, a few weeks ago, uh, released that one mainly on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, you know, the, the standard stores. It hit a uh, number four most downloaded on Noise Trade. It did, yeah. This, uh, and then it, I think it got up to like 19 on the iTunes charts, the singer-songwriter iTunes charts. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, in the states, so so that was a nice that, that was you know better than we have done as a as a band before in our history. So that was kind of a nice um, highlight so far of that record. And uh, and Noise Trade is great. We we that's how we actually did our first record, our first EP, is we released it almost uh, entirely on Noise Trade. We still put it on iTunes, but uh, we really pushed it on Noise Trade. And then on this newest one, we released our single House Home on Noise Trade, and then the rest of it is available through those other avenues. Um, but I, I always love you know, when we get to work with those guys and, and uh, sort of utilize that in our releases because that's, that's such a, uh, I think that's just such a great platform, especially for young bands and earlier, you know, when, when we're still building ourselves up quite a bit, trying to find that foundation, uh, it's just extremely useful and 
getting people to hear our music. So uh, yeah, been, I was going to ask great. what you would say the benefits of using uh, Noise Trade are. So we we put it out there uh, as sort of a, a kind of a promotional. Originally, we used it as our platform, and now we use it as sort of a promotional tool. Uh, but we, when we put free music out there, it, it helps us grow our fan base, helps us grow our listener support because it's essentially um, saying, "Hey, look, it's, it's risk free. You know, it's here's here's uh, the record uh, and free download." So a lot of people uh, that you know, use noise trader looking for new music, uh, makes it easy for them to check us out and hear what we're up to. It also gives us the benefit of when they download our music, they essentially are signing up for our email list. So we have a way to stay in touch with them and to follow up with them. Uh, so everybody who downloaded Paper Hearts, we can, once we uh, released Fighting the Rust, we can say, hey, look, we have this new record. Um, you know, noticing that you've downloaded Paper Hearts, we think you'd enjoy it. Uh, and then it also gives fans, once they download a record, the option to tweet it and Facebook it and, uh, you know, utilize all the social media. So I think Noise Trade is kind of a unique environment in the sense where it's, it's a lot of people that are actually actively looking for new music and, and new bands. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's great because you have, uh, you, you get new listeners and you get new supporters, but you also get the kind of people that are, I think, really proud and, and really uh, want to celebrate finding new music and uh, and really enjoy sharing that. So it's uh, it's something that, that I think that um, it's kind of a double win when it comes to getting new people on your team because they're they're not just supporting you but they're they're also actively they're they're the kind of people that sort of hear the band first and they want to go out to their friends and tell them about it and, and those are people that we definitely want to uh, partner with and and uh, and work with and, and you know, have have on our side. So noise trade has been been huge for that. It sounds reminiscent to me of MySpace, which is I feel like there's a hole that MySpace left behind that it seems like maybe noise trade could be filling. That you know, artist musician, uh, sorry, that artist um, I hate to say fan, but artist fan connection mm -hmm. where these people are just searching for new quality music. You know, it's something yeah. something other than what they're kind of being forced to listen to via mainstream radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's really that's really cool, and that, that's I yeah. think it's smart that you're utilizing that. That's where I, Noise Trade is where I found you, um, oh. and you're right. You know, yeah. Like I signed up to Noise Trade newsletter because for the very reason you said, because I wanted to find new music, um, and then yep, I heard you guys, and then I tweeted it, I Facebooked it, <laughs> I signed up to, I'm on your mailing list, yeah. followed you on Twitter. Which we very much appreciate too. So it's it's very. Well, kind of you, well, I, I only I only post if I like it. So <laughs> so I, I do like it. Um, so yeah, I, I really like noise trade. I it was only very recently that I that I discovered and I think I discovered it by accident actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's been we've been really grateful to to um, gain you know some some listeners through that platform and also be able to, to get some visibility on it too, getting a good, you know, like I said, getting, getting in some of the top downloads and that kind of stuff. That's, that's hugely helpful to us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great platform. It's, I think I, I, I first heard about it like four or five years ago when Derek Webb came in and like talked to it. He was like a guest speaker here in Nashville. Uh, and I think he co-founded Noise Trade. And, uh, and it was just, it, it, back then it was a brand new thing, but since then I think it's really gotten to be a, a uh, kind of an international place to find independent music, which is great. Awesome. Sure. So obviously you've done, you've done quite a few things. You've had a bit of a journey between starting out as a singer-songwriter and now in a way sort of come back full circle. You're still a singer-songwriter, but you're collaborating with others. 
what kind of advice would you give to someone who was maybe in the same kind of position you were in you know when when you when you're a solo singer songwriter but you were feeling like that wasn't the direction you wanted to go in what would be the advice you would give to them to maybe help them find the direction that they want to go in um, I would say just going out and being a part of a, uh, if there's a community in your town or in your city uh, of artists, musicians, just trying to be active in that. Uh, it's, it's, it was, which I, I always hated when I first moved down here, I always hated the word networking because I felt like that's such a, yeah. I feel like networking is such a, uh, um, it's a business douche word. I was just yeah. going to say business yeah. douche. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's in the, the connotation. phony. Yeah, well, and it is. I mean, it's, it's you know, there are people that are essentially saying, do you want to be friends so we can stand on each other's shoulders, you know, that yes, kind of thing. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but I would say just being a, a genuine supporter and active member in a creative community does wonders uh, to the point where I, I've never felt like I've, in Nashville, I've never felt like I've been networking or on networking missions or anything like that. But just by being a part of the community and uh, my friends being songwriters and artists, uh, you just start to, to sort of get this uh, group of, of people that eventually you kind of find the ones that you, you work well with creatively. And uh, so I, I'd say as far as advice goes, I'd say just don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and maybe reach out from time to time with the people that you genuinely admire uh, and say, hey, you know, you're, I love your sound or I love what you're doing. Uh, do you just want to, you know, write together or jam together or just go and support them and be an active member of the creative community? Because I, I think that when when uh, at least the way it is in Nashville, it seems like a lot of times when, when one person does one of those communities, the whole thing rises. So people tend to be very supportive and try to just rally around each other. Uh, so both from a creative standpoint and from a, a career standpoint, I think that uh, just making a point to go support your peers. And, uh, and if, you, if you really like what someone's up to or really look up to them, uh, let them know, you know, see if you can hang out during a session or, or uh, you know, go go writing or, or see if they maybe need a, you know, guitar player on a certain track or something. Just, you know, anything, uh, any, any way to sort of get involved with projects that you genuinely enjoy, I think is a great um, foot in the door. And would you say that building relationships is important? Um, well, maybe more so building genuine relationships, I would say both with other musicians and potential fans and, and all that kind of thing. Like how, how important would you say that is? And, and you mean like in the context of, of fans and musicians or? Um, kind of both. So like, well, maybe, maybe it's two separate questions. Maybe it's um, how important would you say building relationships with other musicians is? And then also how important would you say building relationships with your fans is? I think they're both pretty crucial. I know that almost all of my biggest opportunities as a musician have stemmed out of uh, just friendships that I've had with with people that are, are also out there playing and recording. And uh, and it hasn't been, you know, like we were saying earlier, it hasn't been a really a, like a networking thing where it's like, hey, like, let's hang out because you're successful or because I want to like, you know, but as much as it is just being in a place uh, like Nashville and, and making an effort to sort of be around the, the, the community, uh, eventually you, you get those, uh, um, I don't know, you get those connections just by osmosis, not by really even, uh, you know, trying to trying to uh, pull it out of anybody. So it's, it's, but it's been crucial to my personal journey because it's, it's something where if I have friends that are, are farther down the road than me, um, it's just, it's, it's amazingly helpful for me to just, you know, 
sit down for coffee or send an email to be like, how do you do that? You know, like what, so like, you know, how do you, how do you set that up? You know, and, uh, and most people are really, really, uh, very, very good about, and, and just excited about sharing, you know, what they've done and, and what they're up to and, and just supporting uh, their peers. So that's been crucial. That's been without the support of the creative community thus far, uh, there's no doubt that I wouldn't have had um, nearly the opportunity that I've had up to this point. Uh, so musicians is, is big, but I mean, in, in a genuine, I would say, and just find people that you genuinely enjoy what they're doing and just support it and uh, eventually those those connections uh, come where they're supposed to with fans i think that especially in the early stages which the silver trees is still very much in its early stages um i think that it's it's really really important to make sure that your fans are uh are are genuinely um recognized appreciated and that they and that they can feel that and sense that because you I think that one of the big mistakes that I see a lot of artists making is that they sort of put something out there and then they just kind of expect to expect people to like, you know, receive it and, the, and you know, they might, or the, you know, so let's say they get some people on Facebook or on Twitter that say, Hey, like great job, you know, love your thing. And, and, uh, they might just shoot out a quick thanks or something like that, but they kind of expect, uh, these people where I think that in reality is nobody has to listen to us you know nobody has to take that time but when they do that's a huge gift that's a huge uh just spending you know three and a half minutes of their day taking a chance on your thing so i think just to receive it with that that gratitude and to let them know hey i, I really genuinely appreciate that um i think that it, it helps build connections just on a, a friend level you know you gain friends out of that uh but also helps build uh, supporters that aren't just people that go, oh yeah, I've, I've heard of those guys. I kind of like their their latest thing. But people that are genuinely like, you know, out there advocating for you. And uh, when you're when you're in the small stage, really when you're in any stage, that's crucial to have a, to have a supporting base that really is trying to uh, support and spread what you're doing. So I really, with Silver Trees, we really try to connect with everybody that connects with us, and uh, and not just in a not just in a like you know thanks man you know <laughs> but like really but you know like right now we have the time and the ability to go check out your projects and and uh, and that kind of thing when like an, if an artist. Uh, you know says hey like like this song or or if you know somebody like this morning somebody uh did like a blog post and she tweeted us and she was like hey like uh, your your song inspired this blog post and i i go out and i read that because like i just i can and um, and it's it's something that i think that just uh reciprocating the investment they've made in us by making that back to them checking out their projects their and actually, you know, saying, okay, who are these people? I think that's huge and building those relationships that, uh, that then comes around and, and turns into a really um, advocating supporting base. Well, it's, it's always cool when friends become fans and when fans become yeah. friends. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Right? for sure. You know, another, another thing is, you know, you made the decision to move to Nashville. How, how important has that been in your development as a musician, as a as a singer-songwriter, as a session artist, um, you know, getting yourself in a major musical city, especially Nashville being one of the musical cities in North America, right? For sure. It's, uh, it's been huge. It's, it's, uh, 
it originally it was very exciting and then it was very depressing because uh, everybody was better than me and then <laughs> and then it was and then it was very encouraging because i once i sort of got over the fact that everybody's better than me i could be like okay show me how to do what you do and and you know let me latch on to that and then that uh, and then you see yourself uh getting better you hear yourself getting better and then uh you know you get some of the benefits of that so it's something where it's I, I think that right now, especially in the time of, of social media, which is an amazing tool for artists, uh, I think that it simultaneously emphasizes the importance of proximity uh, to, to other artists, to um, opportunities and that kind of thing, because when everybody can, when everybody can, um, you know, Facebook a, a person or an artist or something like that, it's that much more important to be able to to stand face to face and have an, a real relationship and uh, and just learn from those people. So for me, it was it was it was massive. I mean, it was inspiring at first because I'm like, man, like there's so much good stuff going on in the city, so many great artists, and then I was just bummed because I was like, oh, I'm so I'm so like, there's so much to do. I have so much growth to to uh, put into this if I want to play and write at their caliber. But all in all, I think that's been good, uh, and it's it's something that's really. Um, kind of kicked me in the butt, and, but eventually pulled me up quite a bit and, and always will probably continue to, to be pulling me up as long as I let it. So are you ready for 20 questions? Sure. Let's go for it. All right. Ready and set and go. <laughs> okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. CD or vinyl? Ooh, uh, vinyl if possible, but I don't have a vinyl player, so CD. <laughs> Summer or winter? <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm going to go summer. Pizza or popcorn? Pizza. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Melody or rhythm? Melody. Solo or band? Band. Indie or major? Uh, indie. Rain or shine? Shine. North Dakota or Nashville? <laughs> uh, Nashville right now. <laughs> yoga or yogurt? Yogurt. Taylor Swift or Taylor Lautner? <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Cats or rats? Cats. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Ooh, Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Twerk or work? Work. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Uh, Ricky Gervais. Ray whale or kale? Uh, whale. Pet Midler or the Riddler? <laughs> Who's Pet Midler? I'm going to go with the Riddler. <laughs> and finally, Ross or Marcio? Um, oh, between you guys, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a hybrid version of both of you. If you screenshot both and then just <laughs> put it into one person. So like half of our faces. Yeah. And then just put together. <laughs> yeah. Like That'd be, it's got to be my good side though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which, which side's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I might be in the quickest one. That might, I think, Paul might be winning. I think you might, you might be the winner so far. Decisiveness. So, for anybody listening right now, uh, what sort of uh, music recommendations would you have for them? What what artists are you listening to right now that they should be listening to? Okay, Um, I would say one artist that I I I really love, and and they've they've had a few records out for a while now, and uh, I don't. I don't hear about them a whole lot, but I think that they are just as good as anybody is called Rogue Valley. Uh, they're actually a Minneapolis band, independent. 
uh, band, and they, they mainly, I think, tour in that area up in up in the Midwest, up in the Minnesota area. But um, but they're just uh, there's some whenever I just want a relaxing afternoon or you know on a long drive, Rogue Valley is uh, is just a, a great band to listen to, and and I think they actually put out like four records like four full-length records in one year each record each record is based off of the season so they have like their summer record oh, fall cool. record winter and spring but you'd, you'd think that you know four full records in a year would have a lot of filler material but it's actually a lot of a lot of really interesting stuff wow. um, so i know I, I personally i love their stuff and have found a lot of just personal inspiration from their style uh and the stuff that i write um so i would say definitely go check those guys out um I think lately who I've been into I pick and choose a lot on on iTunes so I have there's a few bands where I have like their whole you know catalog and then I will be listening to, to Pandora or whatever and I'll get like little snippets here and there so I have like lots of little songs that I love from random artists but I need to like follow up with the records and you know see if, see if the rest of it is is up there right uh, but I would definitely start with Rogue Valley because I, I think that they're a a uh, a solid band and I'd like to see them get some, some attention for it. Very cool. And people can find you at uh, silvertreesmusic.com. Yep. Right? Yep, absolutely. And Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you want all those all those yep. new websites? Yep, absolutely. And our I think our Twitter handle is Silver Trees Band at Silver Trees Band. Cool. Yep. And uh, and then we are I think we're on Facebook Silver Trees Music. Right. I believe. Um, but don't take my word for it. Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll make sure all the correct links. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll update that. All right. Hey, this has been this has been great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, love to have you back if you'd be willing to yeah, come back. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is great. Uh, it was fun to to chat with you guys, and I appreciate you listening to me word vomit for a solid. Well, that's okay that's, Marcio's used to that with my emails my emails are just word vomit so um, he's used to that well, that's going to be the title of this podcast word vomit nice word, no word vomiting so. with Paul Johnson okay I was going to say if we have a follow up uh, record to fighting the rust word vomit could be a candidate for it, Ooh. it's got you know it's poetry yeah. really it's yeah. even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It would be it would be a challenge to find album art that really you know capitulates <laughs> word vomit. Uh, See, I think yeah. the I feel like it'd be pretty easy. <laughs> that's true. It'd be, it'd be challenging to find album art that people are willing to look at yes, as they listen to true. my music. Yeah, yeah. and it'd be so, it'd be such like a juxtaposition yeah, because exactly. the artwork would be so horrible, whereas the music's so beautiful. It yeah, would just be it would be so weird. That might be great. Like set the bar low and then hit him with something good. You know, just yeah, exactly. lower the expectations. You can actually just have a song in there that's one chord and one note constantly. Whoa, it's better than I expected. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, well, on that note of vomit. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Seriously, I'd like to thank you again for coming on the show, man. Love to have you back. And uh, yeah, stay awesome. Keep making great music.
Oh, thanks, man. Well, thank you guys for having me and, uh, and just for supporting and, and helping us uh, share this music around and give us an opportunity to talk a bit. It's, it's been great to chat with you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Sure. Project first. Sure. Well, I, I, that's how it kind of started was um, I, I, after high school or, or sort of towards the later part of high school, I was just writing and, and doing um, music as a singer songwriter. And then that uh, sort of continued into uh, the next few years and early twenties. And that was kind of the first, the first thing that I uh, really did seriously kind of as sort of a career attempt uh, in music was to do um to do music as a singer songwriter and it was fun I, it was definitely a big learning experience the first record that i ever put out which i think is hidden away in some some dark corner of uh, of the earth uh, it's i you know self or, or we we had like a bunch of friends just that was in north dakota come in and, and do that and i was really kind of a, an experiment recording and then went on and, and started working with a few more people and then eventually i i kind of took a break from doing um singer songwriter stuff and things as a solo artist to work with a few other musicians in town and producers. Uh, and that's at that point, I was really more interested in playing on other people's records and writing for other people's stuff. I had a lot of fun doing the singer songwriter projects, but I was really, um, interested long-term in working with people, doing collaborations. And, uh, and that's musically where I really felt the most fulfilled too, is when I wasn't just self-producing, I wasn't writing as, as uh, Paul J. Johnson and doing that kind of thing I, when I was um, uh, working in, in sort of a greater entity. Uh, so I, I really pursued that quite a bit more uh, a few years ago. And that's how I got hooked into working with uh, one of the producers I've worked with quite a bit named Chase Coy. And we, we did some co-writes and then eventually uh, he helped produce on some of the project that I was working on, just a few demos that I was putting together for some publishing stuff. And, uh, and then through him, I started writing for a few of his artists, some of the people that he was producing. And, uh, and then just being in town, I had friends that I would occasionally write for, or I would go play for, do live stuff or studio stuff. Um, so sort of slipped into that role of, of writer and, and uh, occasionally doing some session work uh, for those guys and, and that was that was great but eventually Chase uh, kind of approached me with the idea of doing a artist project again uh, which is something I wasn't really actively pursuing but I always am writing so I always have this I always have kind of a list of songs that are just there. Uh, I don't really know what I'm going to do with them. They're just around because I'm always trying to keep the practice going. And uh, and he he pretty much you know brought the idea. He's like, well, you have these songs. Um, you know, you perform and, and all that. So why don't we just do a an artist project? And being that I'd already done the the work as a singer songwriter and done those projects, um, I was I was interested in doing the project, but I didn't want to do it as a solo person. I didn't want it to be the Paul Johnson thing. Um, so that so that's why we essentially created Silver Trees. And initially, it was Chase and I uh, just working in the studio on some of my songs, and then we would bring in some session players uh, to help us out in studio and we would fill out the production but now we have a few more friends working with us 
uh, on a pretty consistent basis and trying to, to really grow that band out a bit more. And uh, our first release was about, I think it was November of 2013, so it wasn't too long ago. And that was the Paper Hearts EP. And then that that was sort of a somewhat of an experiment. We, we put it out and uh, and just to see you know what we could pull out of it. And we ended up being pretty encouraged by, by the response and some of the support. So followed that up with a single and then uh, most recently, just a few weeks ago, the latest thing that we did, uh, the EP Fighting the Rust. So we're, so it was essentially this, this kind of windy journey as a musician where I started as that singer. So sorry, I kind of diverted from your question as I was talking about the solo stuff. I went ahead and no, jumped jump, yeah, jump straight into Silver Tree. But, uh, but it was kind of a windy road where I started as a singer-songwriter. Uh, I, I, it was a learning experience. I got disinterested in working alone and, uh, and playing alone and started working with other people. And through that, found my way back into working as an artist, but this time as sort of a, a, an entity that has room for, for people and collaboration. So, um, so that's where I'm saying that. Who knows what it's, what's going to do from here on out. But that's kind of where, where we got a little bit of traction. So that's where most of the energy and time has been going lately is in the Silver Trees. Very cool. So tell us a little bit more about your latest EP, Fighting uh, the Rust. Yeah, well, Fighting the Rust, uh, so it's our, our second studio EP. I would say it's, it's more, um, it's, it's a little bit more uh, produced, a little, a little more of a uh, Silver Tree sound, I would say. We, we kind of started to feel what, what our signature, um, sort of our sonic footprint it, footprint is, sorry. And, uh, and we started to really lay into those elements. Um, so basically I, I wrote the record in early 2014, really, uh, or the EP, and, uh, and continue to write while we started it. We actually started that record thinking we were just gonna release the, the single, House Home, as a single. And then uh, I, I had enough songs and had some on the way where we were able to, to go ahead and include those and sort of start developing them. And it just sort of turned into an EP uh, throughout the process. So we were actually intending on releasing House Home as its own little thing, but then we thought, well, you know, we have we have the music. Um, why not do more of a full package thing? I think people enjoy that uh, a bit more too when they can get you know a hit of songs instead of just one that they either like or don't like. You know, get a bit, a bit more options. And it was fun for me too because it continues to give me that outlet uh, where I always have these songs that I'm I'm waiting for an opportunity for, and it's it's nice to be able to uh, to push those out and. and a record. So, um, so yes, uh, so anyway, so Finding the Rust came out uh, a few weeks ago, uh, released that one mainly on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, you know, the, the standard stores. It hit a number four most downloaded on Noise Trade. It did, yeah. This, uh, and then it, I think it got up to like 19 on the iTunes charts, the singer-songwriter iTunes charts. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, in the states, so so that was a nice that, that was you know better than we have done as a as a band before in our history. So that was kind of a nice um, highlight so far of that record. And uh, and Noise Trade is great. We we that's how we actually did our first record, our first EP. Is we released it almost uh, entirely on Noise Trade. We still put it on iTunes, but uh, we really pushed it on Noise Trade. And then on this newest one, we released our single House Home on Noise Trade, and then the rest of it is available through those other avenues. Um, but I, I always love you know, when we get to work with those guys and, and uh, sort of utilize that in our releases because that's, that's such a, uh, I think that's just such a great platform, especially for young bands and earlier, you know, when, when we're still building ourselves up quite a bit, trying to find that foundation, uh, it's just extremely useful and, 
getting people to hear our music. So uh, yeah, I was going to ask great. what you would say the benefits of using uh, Noise Trade are. So we we put it out there uh, as sort of a, a kind of a promotional. Originally, we used it as our platform, and now we use it as sort of a promotional tool. Uh, but we, when we put free music out there, it, it helps us grow our fan base, helps us grow our listener support because it's essentially um, saying, "Hey, look, it's, it's risk free. You know, it's here's here's uh, the record uh, and free download." So a lot of people uh, that you know, use noise trade or looking for new music, uh, makes it easy for them to check us out and hear what we're up to. It also gives us the benefit of when they download our music, they essentially are signing up for our email list. So we have a way to stay in touch with them and to follow up with them. Uh, so everybody who downloaded paper hearts, we can, once we, uh, released fighting the rust, we can say, Hey, look, we have this new record. Um, you know, noticing that you've downloaded Paper Hearts, we think you'd enjoy it. Uh, and then it also gives fans, once they download a record, the option to tweet it and Facebook it and, uh, you know, utilize all the social media. So I, I think Noise Trade is kind of a unique environment in the sense where it's, it's a lot of people that are actually actively looking for new music and, and new bands. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's great because you have, uh, you, you get new listeners and you get new supporters, but you also get the kind of people that are, I think, really proud and, and really uh, want to celebrate finding new music and uh, and really enjoy sharing that. So it's uh, it's something that, that I think that um, it's kind of a double win when it comes to getting new people on your team because they're they're not just supporting you but they're they're also actively they're they're the kind of people that sort of hear the band first and they want to go out to their friends and tell them about it and, and those are people that we definitely want to uh, partner with and and uh, and work with and, and you know, have, have on our side. So noise trade has been, been huge for that. It sounds reminiscent to me of MySpace, which is, I feel like there's a hole that MySpace left behind that it seems like maybe noise trade could be filling that, you know, artist musician, uh, sorry, that artist, um, I hate to say fan, but artist fan connection mm -hmm. where these people are just searching for new quality music. You know, it's something, yeah. something other than what they're kind of being forced to listen to via mainstream radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really that's really cool, and that that's I yeah. think it's smart that you're utilizing that. That's where I, Noise Trade is where I found you, um, oh. and you're right. You know, yeah. Like I signed up to the Noise Trade newsletter because for the very reason you said, because I wanted to find new music, um, and then yep, I heard you guys, and then I tweeted it, I Facebooked it, <laughs> I signed up to I'm on your mailing list, yeah. followed you on Twitter. Which we very much appreciate too. So it's it's very. Well, kind of well, I, I only I only post if I like it. So yeah, <laughs> so I, I do like it. Um, so yeah, I I really like noise trade. I it was only very recently that I that I discovered it. And I think I discovered it by accident actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's been we've been really grateful to to um, gain you know some some listeners through that platform and also be able to to get some visibility on it too with getting a good you know like i said getting getting in some of the top downloads and that kind of stuff that's that's hugely helpful to us um yeah it's, it's a great platform it's i think I, I i first heard about it like four or five years ago when derek webb came and, and like talked to he was like a guest speaker here in nashville uh, and i think he co-founded noise trade and uh, and was just it, it, back then it was a brand new thing, but since then I think it's really gotten to be a, a uh, kind of an international place to find independent music, which is great. Awesome. Sure. So obviously you've done you've done quite a few things. You've had a bit of a journey between starting out as a singer songwriter and now, in a way, sort of come back full circle. You're still singer songwriter, but you're collaborating with others. 
what kind of advice would you give to someone who was maybe in the same kind of position you were in you know when when you when you're a solo singer songwriter but you were feeling like that wasn't the direction you wanted to go in what would be the advice you would give to them to maybe help them find the direction that they want to go in um, I would say just going out and being a part of a, uh, if there's a community in your town or in your city uh, of artists, musicians, just trying to be active in that. Uh, it's, it's, it was, which I, I always hated when I first moved down here, I always hated the word networking because I felt like that's such a, yeah. I feel like networking is such a, uh, um, it's a business douche word. I was just yeah. going to say business yeah. douche. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's in the, the connotation. phony. Yeah, when it is, I mean, it's, it's, you know, there, there are people that are essentially saying, do you want to be friends so we can stand on each other's shoulders? You know, that yes, kind of thing. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but I would say just being a, a genuine supporter and active member in a creative community does wonders uh, to the point where I, I've never felt like I've in Nashville, I've never felt like I've been networking or on networking missions or anything like that. But just by being a part of the community and uh, my friends being songwriters and artists, uh, you just start to, to sort of get this uh, group of, of people that eventually you kind of find the ones that you, you work well with creatively. And uh, so I, I'd say as far as advice goes, I'd say just don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and maybe reach out from time to time with the people that you genuinely admire uh, and say, hey, you know, you're, I love your sound or I love what you're doing. Uh, do you just want to, you know, write together or jam together or just go and support them and be an active member of the creative community? Because I, I think that when, when, uh, at least the way it is in Nashville, it seems like a lot of times when, when one person does one of those communities, the whole thing rises. So people tend to be very supportive and try to just rally around each other. Uh, so both from a creative standpoint and from a, a career standpoint, I think that uh, just making a point to go support your peers and uh, and if you if you really like what someone's up to or really look up to them, uh, let them know. You know, see if you can hang out during a session or or uh, you know go go writing or or see if they maybe need a you know guitar player on a certain track or something just you know anything uh, any any way to sort of get involved with projects that you genuinely enjoy i think is a great um, foot in the door and would you say that building relationships is important um, well maybe more so building genuine relationships i say both with other musicians and potential fans and and all that kind of thing like how how important would you say that is and, and you mean like in the context of, of fans and musicians or um, kind of both. So, like, well, maybe, maybe it's two separate questions. Maybe it's um, how important would you say building relationships with other musicians is? And then also how important would you say building relationships with your fans is? I think they're both pretty crucial. I know that almost all of my biggest opportunities as a musician have stemmed out of uh, just friendships that I've had with with people that are, are also out there playing and recording. And uh, and it hasn't been, you know, like we were saying earlier, it hasn't been a really a, like a networking thing where it's like, hey, like, let's hang out because you're successful or because I want to like, you know, but as much as it is just being in a place uh, like Nashville and, and making an effort to sort of be around the, the, the community, uh, eventually you, you get those uh, um, I don't know, you get those connections just by osmosis, not by really even, uh, you know, trying to trying to uh, pull it out of anybody. So it's, it's but it's been crucial to my personal journey because it's, it's something where if I have friends that are are farther down the road than me, um, it's just it's it's amazingly helpful for me to just, you know, 
sit down for coffee or send them emails be like, how do you do that? You know, like what, so like, you know, how do you, how do you set that up? You know, and, uh, and most people are really, really, uh, very, very good about and, and just excited about sharing, you know, what they've done and, and what they're up to and, and just supporting uh, their peers. So that's been crucial. That's been without the support of the creative community thus far, uh, there's no doubt that I wouldn't have had um, nearly the opportunity that I've had up to this point. Uh, so musicians is, is big, but I mean, in, in a genuine, I would say, and just find people that you genuinely enjoy what they're doing and just support it. And uh, eventually those, those connections uh, come where they're supposed to. With fans, I think that especially in the early stages, which the Silver Trees is still very much in its early stages, um, I think that it's, it's really, really important to make sure that your fans are uh, are are genuinely um, recognized appreciated and that they and that they can feel that and sense that because you I think that one of the big mistakes that I see a lot of artists making is that they sort of put something out there and then they just kind of expect to expect people to like you know receive it and, the, and you know they might or the, you know, so let's say they get some people on Facebook or on Twitter that say, hey, like, great job, you know, love your thing, and and uh, they might just shoot out a quick thanks or something like that, but they kind of expect uh, these people where I think that in reality is nobody has to listen to us. You know, nobody has to take that time, but when they do, that's a huge gift. That's a huge, uh, just spending, you know, three and a half minutes of their day taking a chance on your thing. So I think just to receive it with that, that gratitude and to let them know, hey, I, I really genuinely appreciate that. Um, I think that it, it helps build connections just on a friend level. You know, you gain friends out of that, uh, but also helps build uh, supporters that aren't just people that go, oh yeah, I've heard of those guys. I kind of like their, their latest thing, but people that are genuinely like, you know, out there advocating for you. And uh, when you're, when you're in the small state, really when you're in any stage, that's crucial to have a, to have a supporting base that really is trying to uh, support and spread what you're doing. So I really, with Silver Trees, we really try to connect with everybody that connects with us. And, uh, and not just in a, not just in a, like, you know, thanks man, you know, <laughs> but like really, but you know, like right now we have the time and the ability to go check out your projects and, and, uh, and that kind of thing when like an, if an artist, uh, you know, says, Hey, like, like this song or, or if, you know, somebody like this morning, somebody, uh, did like a blog post and she tweeted us and she was like, Hey, like uh, your, your song inspired this blog post. And I, I go out and I read that because like, I just, I can. And, um, and it's, it's something that I think that just, uh, reciprocating the investment they've made in us by making that back to them, checking out their projects there and actually, you know, saying, okay, who are these people? I think that's huge and building those relationships that, uh, that then comes around and, and turns into a really, um, advocating supporting base well, it's, it's always cool when friends become fans and when fans yeah. become friends absolutely yeah, yeah. Right? for sure you know another That's... another thing is you know you made the decision to move to nashville how how important has that been in your development as a musician as a as a singer songwriter as a session artist um you know getting yourself in a major musical city especially nashville being one of the musical cities in North America, right? For sure. It's, uh, it's been huge. It's, it's, uh, 
it originally it was very exciting and then it was very depressing because uh, everybody was better than me and then <laughs> and then it was and then it was very encouraging because i once i sort of got over the fact that everybody's better than me i could be like okay show me how to do what you do and and you know let me latch onto that and then that uh, and then you see yourself uh, getting better you hear yourself getting better and then uh, and then you get some of the benefits of that so it's something where it's I think that right now, especially in the time of, of social media, which is an amazing tool for artists, uh, I think that it simultaneously emphasizes the importance of proximity uh, to, to other artists, to um, opportunities and that kind of thing, because when everybody can, when everybody can, um, you know, Facebook a, a person or an artist or something like that, it's that much more important to be able to to stand face to face and have a real relationship and, uh, and just learn from those people. So for me, it was, it was, it was massive. I mean, it was inspiring at first. Cause I'm like, man, like there's so much good stuff going on in the city. So many great artists. And I was just bummed because I was like, Oh, I'm so, I'm so like, there's so much to do. I have so much growth to, to uh, put into this if I want to play and write at their caliber, but all in all, I think that's been good. Uh, and it's, it's something that's really, um, kind of kicked me in the butt, but eventually pulled me up quite a bit and, and always will probably continue to, to be pulling me up as long as I let it. So are you ready for 20 questions? Sure, let's go for it. All right, ready and set and go. <laughs> okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. CD or vinyl? Ooh, uh, vinyl if possible, but I don't have a vinyl player, so CD. <laughs> Summer or winter? <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm gonna go summer. Pizza or popcorn? Pizza. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Melody or rhythm? Melody. Solo or band? Band. Indie or major? Uh, indie. Rain or shine? Shine. North Dakota or Nashville? <laughs> uh, Nashville right now. <laughs> yoga or yogurt? Yogurt. Taylor Swift or Taylor Lautner? <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Cats or rats? Cats. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Ooh, Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Twerk or work? Work. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Uh, Ricky Gervais. Ray whale or kale? Uh, whale. Pet Midler or the Riddler? <laughs> Who's Pet Midler? I'm gonna go with the Riddler. <laughs> and finally, Ross or Marcio? Um, oh, between you guys, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a hybrid version of both of you. If you screenshot both and then just <laughs> put it into one person. So like half of our faces. Yeah. And then just put together. <laughs> yeah. Like the be, it's got to be my good side though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which, which side's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That might be in the quickest one. That might, I think Paul might yes. be winning. I think you might, you might be the winner so far. It's decisiveness. I'm so for anybody listening right now, uh, what sort of uh, music recommendations would you have for them? What, what artists are you listening to right now that they should be listening to? Okay. Um, I would say one artist that I, I, I really love and, it, and they've, they've had a few records out for a while now. And uh, I don't, I don't hear about them a whole lot, but I think that they are just as good as anybody is called Rogue Valley. Uh, they're actually a Minneapolis band, independent. 
uh, band and they, they mainly I think tour in that area up in up in the Midwest and up in the Minnesota area but um, but they're just uh, there's some whenever I just want a relaxing afternoon or you know on a long drive Rogue Valley is uh, is just a, a great band to listen to and, and I think they actually put out like four records like four full-length records in one year each record Whoa. each record is based off of a season so they have like their summer record awesome. fall record winter and spring but you'd, you'd think that you know four full records in a year would have a lot of filler material but it's actually a lot of a lot of really interesting stuff wow. um, so i know I, I personally i love their stuff and have found a lot of just personal inspiration from their style uh, and the stuff that i write um, so i would say definitely go check those guys out um I think lately who I've been into I pick and choose a lot on on iTunes so I have there's a few bands where I have like their whole you know catalog and then I will be listening to, to Pandora or whatever and I'll get like little snippets here and there so I have like lots of little songs that I love from random artists but I need to like follow up with their records and you know see if, see if the rest of it is is up there right uh, but I would definitely start with Rogue Valley just because I, I think that they're a a uh, a solid band and i'd like to see them get some some attention for it very cool and people Sweet. can find you at uh, silvertreesmusic.com yep right yep absolutely and twitter facebook instagram you want to have all those all those yep. new websites yep absolutely yeah, and our i think our twitter handle is silvertreesband at silvertreesband cool. yep. and uh and then we are i think we're on facebook silvertreesmusic right i believe um, but don't take my word for it. Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll make sure all the correct links. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll update that. All right. Hey, this has been this has been great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, love to have you back if you'd be willing to. Yeah, come back. absolutely, absolutely. This is great. Uh, it was fun to to chat with you guys, and I appreciate you listening to me word vomit for a solid. <laughs> Well, that's okay that's marcio's used to that with my emails my emails are just word vomit so um he's used to that well, that's gonna be the title of this podcast word vomit nice word, no word vomiting with paul johnson okay i was gonna say if we have a follow-up uh, record to fighting the rust word vomit could be a candidate for it, Ooh. it's got you know it's poetry really it's yeah poetry. it would be it would be a challenge to find album art that really you know capitulates <laughs> word vomit uh, See, I yeah. think the opposite. I feel like it'd be pretty easy. <laughs> that's true. It'd be, it'd be challenging to find album art that people are willing to look at yes, as they listen to true. my music. Yeah, yeah. and it'd be so, it'd be such like a juxtaposition yeah, because exactly. the artwork would be so horrible, whereas the music's so beautiful. It'd yeah, just be it would be so weird. That might be great. Like set the bar low and then hit them with something good. You know, yeah, exactly. Lower the expectations. You can actually just have a song in there that's one chord and one note constantly. Whoa, it's better than I expected. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh well. On that note of vomit. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'd like to thank you again for coming on the show, man. Love to have you back. And uh, yeah, stay awesome. Keep making great music. Ah, thanks, man. Well, thank you guys for having me and uh, and just for supporting and, and helping us uh, share this music around and give us an opportunity to talk a bit. It's, it's been great to chat with you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>